Hello and welcome to season two, episode twenty-six of the IntelliCast podcast, brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. My name is Adam Jolly, and joining me as always is Brian Lamar. Hey, good morning, Adam. How are you, man? Oh, I'm good. Real awesome. good. Oh, what a beautiful day. We're both wearing buttoned-up shirts. Got nice shoes on. What is up? As always, IntelliCast brought to you by Research. By, I almost said Research Now. <laughs> I read the word research on my paper like 10 times. That company didn't even exist anymore. Yeah, that brand name's out there. Someone that you can, should we buy that? Hey, can Research you, Now. <laughs> solutions. Solutions. It's the new name of EMI. RN Solutions. Let's do it. Lordy, lordy. This is the earliest we've recorded a podcast. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, we'll get that. Um, anyway, um, if you'd like to talk to me about how many mistakes I'm going to make this podcast, uh, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. On Twitter, it's EMI underscore research. IntelliCast1. My own personal Twitter is Adam Majali. Um, I have a question for you. How do you spell yeah. parlor? Like the tool you, is it O-R or is it O-U-R? I think it's or? O-U-R. Okay. I came across a company the other day that was O-R. And I knew like six connections with the CEO. And I was like, do I have it inside? <laughs> yeah, me, your me. favorite? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah I guess I uh, Current events, what's going on in the world? Uh, last we spoke was last week we had the first presidential uh, Democratic debate happened. We had the second one coming up. Um, what else is going on? And uh, let's try to steer away from gun violence. Yeah, yeah not, not a lot of positivity yeah. in the news. Yeah. Um other stuff, I, we've talked about this. The basketball tournament was fascinating to me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know that it's interesting because you know that summer is kind of a, the boredom of sports. When sure. This is the most important thing I got going in my life that I have to watch some team play for $2 million on TV. That's pretty much the only thing I got going it's on. It's pretty well. And I watched like 10 minutes of the big three the other day. It yeah. was really depressing. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching a lot of baseball, I feel like, lately. I watch a lot of baseball. I feel like I'm going to go to a game probably this weekend. Cubs are in town for the Reds this weekend. I'll so. be down watching the Cubs game as well. Yeah. Uh, but other current events, yeah, not a lot of rosy news going on um, yeah. with the violence in El Paso and Dayton over the last weekend. Uh, as you know, EMI is 45 minutes away, probably. Yeah. You live in Dayton. Was it 45 minutes to Dayton? Um, and so a lot, a lot of things like that that we're going to – maybe steer, steer clear of, but um, I think it's going to be important like for this next round of debates. Like it's probably going to be like the oh, biggest yeah. topic now. So we've gone from Medicare for all and maybe a little bit of immigration talk to now, like that is going to be the biggest thing that we talk about. Yeah, I don't think they talk much out. about gun legislation. No. In the pre- previous debates, but the, Oh yes, this will be another debates coming soon. And um, it will be a major topic of discussion. Um, yeah. What's the what's the play here if you are a Democratic presidential candidate? Do you go after how we've handled it or do you go after your new plan? Well, you kind of have to go after how we've handled it, right? They're, they are going and they currently are going yeah. after how we've handled it. Yeah. Fair or not. Because, yeah. I mean, gun violence didn't start three and two and a half years ago. True. Yeah. Um, they are going to go after it. I hope that they come with solutions, but in our political climate, I doubt there will be any substantive solutions on either side. Sure. Um, and this is one of my frustrations with government in general is the lack of, and it's just talking points on both yeah, sides, right? Can t- and mentality. We're getting yeah. to the point where left or right, we're all frustrated with this. We all want solutions. And I think we can come together on solutions, but it's just going to be talking points, unfortunately. 
for sure. Um, you know what? That was really nonpartisan by us. Yeah. EMI. Look at us. New well, spin zone. Adam Dietrich will probably talk about a lot about this, perhaps on his new podcast. Oh, it's going to be so slanted, though. <laughs> uh, Start with the Dietrich attacks. That's right. Yeah. Pool party. It's easily the worst podcast on the IntelliCast Podcast Network. I, I saw early renditions of the logo. Yeah. Kind of impressed, actually. It's pretty I, I'm impressed. I think we need to redo ours. Right? Something. Um, let's get into market research news. Yeah. So we'll start off with the news. Um, let's start off with a twofer. Um, buy one, get one. And that is SurveyMonkey. So SurveyMonkey, uh, who we talk about a lot here. And, and I guess, you know what? I say well, why we talk about SurveyMonkey. They are probably, if you walked down the street or walked into a grocery store and asked somebody what they knew about survey research, SurveyMonkey yeah. is probably like the highest like name recognition. Yeah. Because like a lot of people have used a SurveyMonkey survey to like, yes, whether it was in school or like something. We get them like all the time. HOA type thing or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so we talk about SurveyMonkey because it's huge. It's like that name recognition. It's like how shoe people talk about Nike. Yes. You know? Um yeah. Doesn't make them the best company in the world, but they're the highest visible. Right. And especially with you look at in quantitative market research, we are how much agile research, DIY type research there is out there. And I'm not, they're not just talking about panels here. I'm talking about the Zappy stores and yeah. those type people as well. And SurveyMonkey is a big player in that. So SurveyMonkey, first we'll start off that they reported a 20% increase in their Q2 revenue. All right. And not too bad. Very good. But their net loss was up almost 50% to a negative 18.48 million. Yeah. It may be a reason why, because they acquired customer satisfaction specialists get feedback for yeah. $68 million. Yeah. I am starting to wonder the yeah. more that I hear about SurveyMonkey going into last year's IPO, going to like how much they're worth, all the quarterly increases of revenue and losses. Do I know how money works? Well, that's I don't exactly, think I do anymore. That's exactly how I feel about it. And hopefully we'll have a guest on soon. They can educate us on yeah, this I, kind of yes, stuff. Yes. But yeah, so I don't know how companies, especially after they go public, can take on such losses. And sometimes the marketplace with public companies is like, oh, you only lost this much money and your stock price shoots up. Yeah, like it's 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 kind of weird that that whole world, which I'm not an expert in, um, but I, I'm not sure how the market. I would think this is not great news. Yeah, um, I don't either because I mean they've had co- like they have like a, cate- a consecutive quarter streak of losing yes. money, right? Yes. Huh. I don't so get it, but you know, the, I mean, there's there's certainly investing in technology, sure. and they're investing in people, and and yeah. trying to get more clients, and maybe they'll the the. Well, the goal of the company is to scale up and then they'll be profitable. I would assume they're going to have to be profitable within the next year or two, or I just don't think that's sustainable. Yeah, I don't get it. They, at some point, the investments have to pay back off, right? And all the money that you're getting in have to pay back yeah. off. Um, and that's why I think we open it up. Like if there's a, you know, head chimp, uh, yeah. <laughs> grand orangutan of Survey Monkey wants yeah. to come on the podcast, let's come on and explain what's going on. Yeah. Or just call us out on Twitter. <laughs> that is the preferable way. Call us out on Twitter. Send me a bunch of LinkedIn messages about how I'm wrong. Um, let's talk about JD Power got purchased. Hey, another week. company with a kind of a brand name. Top to the common thirty market research firm. Yeah, the common person knows that their car has probably gotten a JD Power award. Yeah, they're purchased by Toma Bravo, a private equity firm who owns a lot of uh, I would say more technology based 
yeah. type companies. Um, what does this mean for JD Power? Could it be like a renaissance in JD Power? I think so. In two billion. That's that to me. That's the news. There, two billion. Yeah, which is what they're valued at. Which is good for them. That is awesome because yeah, that's great. I mean, if you're inside market research like we are, you don't hear a ton about JD Power. Nope. If you were in the kind of cars and the kind of consumer report stuff, then you probably hear more about it than we do. Sure. Um, so maybe this will help them become more um, prevalent in the industry, maybe is the word I'm looking for, or vocal in the industry, and they can hire and make some news and, and expand their services and get beyond what they are. I think it's great. I mean, this is just another lots of cash coming into marketing research, and so hopefully they spend it wisely. Yeah. I love – a lot of what JD Power does and how they use their brand name to kind of set up um, kind of like a standards yeah. type thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would love it. Like I know the market research industry went on a big kick as far as like ISO, but like if you could get a JD Power steal of approval in it, that'd be cool. I mean, it's probably yeah. biased because they're a market research firm, uh, but like yeah. I think that would be, re- but I love what they're doing as far as like they've always done consumer report, customer satisfaction, yeah. like what they're doing and more of like a pulse. Yep. type rating and if you could bring in the power of atoma bravo some of the new technologies and like exploratory money that they can yeah. bring to try to do things different ways that's going to really impact the entire industry it could really change how we're doing things because yep. everyone's got brainstorm ideas everyone's got these huge creative ideas of how we're going to reach new people and find new ways to measure audiences but to have the money to do so which jd power probably does now and have the backing to do so yeah. uh, that's huge for us i think that's great news for the industry yep they've, they've done great stuff in the industry kind of behind the scenes we've seen a little bit i mean you've gotten to know some people there pretty yeah. well over the past couple of years as part of being a board member of a conference um yeah. and so hopefully this continues that because we need more smart people i think um driving marketing research and there's a lot of smart people there for sure Last bit of news. Uh, we'll talk about the news from last week. Uh, so last week, uh, it was announced, maybe the worst kept secret in market research, that Scent bought P2 sample, um, which is huge news for any sample supplier. It's also big news for anyone that's doing programmatic or API type quantitative yeah. research. Um, anyone that's into the market research technology, because they're two very big players. Anyone that has to do any kind of platform for an online survey. Um, this was bigger than just sample supplier news. And so we came on and we did a quick five minute video about what our initial thoughts were based off just press releases. Um, and we've got a lot more information now, <laughs> about, like what was going on. So I guess the first piece of information that alerts is um, in the press release, it stated that they were kind of divesting all the panels, Yeah, uh, which is a little bit of a false positive because there yeah. wasn't a whole lot of panel that was giving a lot of traffic to what P2 was doing. Like right. they were majority of what they were doing were through APIs, portals, those type things. Like 90% of their traffic were through these awesome API technologies that they have through different type of platforms. Yeah. And so since keeping that, I mean, that's like 200 different APIs that they have yeah. that they're using. And that's, so that's a huge like asset that Sin is bringing on. Yeah. So I think that when we first started talking about it, we, we did, we're, we're probably unaware of a lot of the P2 technology they had behind yeah. the scenes and the, the n- sheer number of APIs they had globally and client APIs as well as supply side APIs. And so for a technology company like Scent, which also was into APIs, this is a very complimentary move that I think that our initial reaction is yeah. probably a little bit different because when we think at EMI, we buy proprietary sample only. right? And so when we work with P2 sample, we try to only have their proprietary sample, I don't think I personally understood the amount of other traffic they could provide to people. 
And then the other big piece is, you know, what's in it for Scent that we were thinking about. And now I think we have a more of a clear review as to that technology. Like Scent yeah. is a great technology company. Yeah. They don't really have an exchange. Um, they don't have a lot of APIs that they can, like client-side APIs, those type of technology. And now, like, you're buying, like, a top-of-the-line technology suite yep. really from P2 that's up and running. And now you get now you get the power of Scent, the number of extra panelists yep. they have that, you know, I love the Salesforce of P2 is awesome. And now you're, like, tripling that what you have it sent. And so this is, it's huge. I mean, it's, yeah. it's buying a major cog that of a machine that you already had running. And I think that's awesome news for Scent. Yeah. Big news for Scent. This is great for them. And the founders get to move back to the Netherlands. I saw that yesterday. Oh, that's good for them. <laughs> but in Atlanta, I mean, I don't know how many, six, seven years, I yeah. guess that they moved the headquarters to Atlanta. Um, so, you know, they have a big office in Atlanta. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to remain open. Yeah. Um, but the founders moving back to their home country. That's nice. Good for them. That's great. Uh, I will say like, thank you to everyone that we contact contacted us or we contacted last week to get more information after the video went up. So um, talking with JD and just learning more about the company, I mean, I think it's going to help us as a company, but it's great to learn more talking with Jake a little bit about things uh, going on with the company. It was great. I mean, that's kind of the reason why we do things, right? We don't yeah. come up with news and try to make a splash and like get yeah. our views up. We want to learn more about it and give people the opportunity. So we've invited both uh, to try to come on the podcast, hopefully in the next couple of weeks too. Yeah. We certainly don't know the specifics of every single country company sure. out there. And so we jump on, give our opinions and many times our opinions are wrong. So when you can correct us, it educates us and we can turn back around and educate everybody else. Yeah. And I think we've made, uh, <laughs> we've made it clear that we're not above doing a corrections podcast. <laughs> yes. Right? We, I would really like to do a correction segment. We've talked about a correction segment every episode. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how we do on this one. Yeah. I think, you know, I think if you're tuning in to Telecast, you know probably 60% of what we say is correct. (laughs) Right. Right. 50-50. Flip a coin. Yeah. You figure it out yourself. Right. Right. Just know, like, some things are wrong. We're just giving opinions. Yeah. And those are the things that are most wrong. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's go to a Mount Rushmore of the week. Uh, yeah. No guest today. Surprise. Um, <laughs> and the Mount Rushmore of the week is top four things about going back to school. It is uh, early August. Uh, school just starts earlier and earlier nowadays. Uh, early August, mid-August. Uh, I think my oldest starts back on the 19th of August. Okay. Just crazy. Like To me, it was yeah. always like, Jerry Lee Telethon, come back the next day. <laughs> Yeah. That Tuesday after Labor Day. Yeah. And now, like, we don't even make it out of, like, the 100-degree weather days. I know. I don't I don't know what's going on when school starts. That could be a rant. Like, I don't – like, every day a different school starting private. Like, shouldn't we align on school starts maybe a little bit? If you align <laughs> – well, I think it might be – so, you, like, you don't align on when schools start or when spring breaks are. Yeah. So then, like, it's like the flow of traffic. It's almost like a, yeah. like a, uh, like if you're saying uh, row, row, row your boat. Yeah. Somebody starts a little later type thing. Around. That's what it is. Yeah. It's like some schools yeah. started, I think, last week. And they're probably having, like, fall break soon. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there are, it's a travesty. There are children in the Cincinnati tri-state area drinking pumpkin spice lattes as we speak. <laughs> Absolutely. Pumpkin spice lattes. They're in game four of their football season. Preparing, the, I saw a candy cane the other day. We're just moving everything up. Yeah. There was any respect for anything. Yep. So, top four things about going back to school. I'll start off. Yeah. Uh, mine is that that first day shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I remember being a kid and thinking, like, what 
shirt am I going to wear my first day of school? Yeah. And it was such a big deal to me. And I actually, this is weird. When I started junior high, so sixth grade, I wore a shirt. And then when I graduated high school, my last day of high school, I wore the same shirt. Oh, wow. Like I symbolically wore the same shirt. Huh. It was a David Robinson basketball jersey. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Very good. My first one, determining or finding out which friends are in your class. Oh, what a great thing, right? So, like, I don't know. I'm assuming, I think, since you were in Kentucky about the same time I was, that you'd go to school. I'm thinking, like, grade to middle school at time yeah. period. You'd go to school, and there's, like, three different kind of tracks you'd yeah. be in, right? Yeah. There's, like, three different homerooms. And a lot of your friends might be in a different one, but it sure. was key to have some key components of your friend base in your track. It's true. It's um... – and now, like, we've lost that magic with social media. Yeah. Like, we're, like, so waiting for, like, the letter to, that tells, like, where my kids, what class my kid's in. And then I know within that, oh, like, yeah. we're going to be in contact with every parent and, like, hey, right. you know everything. Yeah, are you in this? Are you in this class? Are you in this old class? Yeah, back in the day, you showed up. And you, you showed just... up. That was the thing. And, like, homeroom in high school. So, my high school did our homerooms were just split by alphabetically, split yeah. third. So, I had the same homeroom kids. Yes. The whole time you just right. change teacher, but then like talking to people, like try to find your friend. Hey, who you got? Right. Like, what? like, cause you didn't talk to anybody. We didn't right. even have cell phones. Right. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, man, that is a memory. This is great nostalgia oh, this, for me. It's gonna get better. I love it. Uh, my next one is the pencil box. Yeah. Um, I used to love, like, and I still do to an extent. I love school supplies. <laughs> like, I love office supplies and school supplies, and like getting a pencil box. Like that first day, like you have your pencils are sharpened, your colored pencils, your erasers, you have a little sharpener in there. I remember one time having like this high tech thing and you push different buttons and things popped out of different spots of it. And like everything was new. And that was really like a new year, new me type thing is the, the pencil box and everything that had in it. Man, I loved it. That kind sometimes of stuff. cardboard, sometimes plastic, whatever. Yeah. That whole thing of like pencil box, lunch box, trapper keeper. Trapper yeah. <laughs> You'd have to customize it. I'm with you. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, my next one after school activities. So like if you had like some sort of practice after school, like a sporting event, or I don't know if you're a band practice or something. And there was that time period between the school ended and when it started, you can kind of wander around and you can maybe go grab a bite to eat. Um, there's like probably a little restaurant nearby, or you could kind of goof off with your friends. That was a good time period. Man, that is that is a great time period because it was like the so school gets out at like two forty five. Yeah. Nothing really starts until three thirty. Right, you got forty five minutes, which seems like forever, right? Yeah, and we would run, like run up. Me and my buddy Brad would go to McDonald's every day yeah. and eat like a quarter pounder. Um, right, man, that that is a good time. And plus, I always like uh, creature habit. Like, and then I would like I would use the restroom in the same place every single day and yeah. talk to the same people. And that first day of school, you start to realize what who's with me. Yeah. Right, it's one of those type things. Yeah, that's good. I got in trouble once, so I played soccer. Um, and this is high school, and there's a little diner kind of in um, right next to the school, and so we weren't allowed to like eat between like school ending and practice. Well, one day I just wanted like I felt like a milkshake. Yeah, and so my buddies and I all went over there and we got a milkshake, and then we were suspended for a freaking game because I had a really? milkshake. Yeah. That's pretty harsh. We were pretty, we were pretty hardcore back in the eighties. Yeah, we weren't allowed to have soda for a lot of yeah. stuff, and like there was all kinds of, and, and we never get spent. We just have to run a lot. 
for baseball. Uh, run poles from foul pole to foul pole. Yeah. The worst. Uh, mine was, this is a special day. So in between your sophomore and junior year and your junior and senior year, um, when you first get to school in the morning and seeing who got a car. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And like, what type of car did they get? Yeah. Right? It was a huge part for me. Uh, I remember, so <laughs> best buddies in high school, name was Brandon. We used to call him Turtle. And he, uh, we leave like our sophomore year, he'd just gotten his license and he had a black Plymouth Duster. Yeah. And come back the next fall and he like, and I knew we hung out during the summer and stuff, but he just, he got it painted to like purple with these big flames on the side. Yeah. And it was like the first day of school, all everyone talked about with his purple duster. That's awesome. Like, oh, did you get a car? Oh, did you, oh, you didn't yeah. get a car? It was kind of a big deal. I grew up in a very suburban slash rural area of Kentucky. Yeah. And so there's a lot of rural kids that were at the same high school I did. So like we had a wide variety of cars, but like if, if you had a car at all, yeah. like, you get you point A to point B, it didn't matter what it was. You were just excited that someone else had a car. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, my next one, school bus fun. Um, I My parents were school teachers, so I rode with them and like – through like eighth grade, I think starting freshman year of high school, I got to ride the school bus. And let me yeah. tell you, I loved riding the school bus, just goofing off on a school bus. And I rode it for like 30 to 40 minutes, um, which at the time I don't think I enjoyed it, but looking back on yeah. it, it's just good times like bonding with your friends and goofing off. And man, that was a good time. You Can we what? do that now? Well, that's the thing. So like a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking I was, I thought I was going to have to get on a train and I, I get you know a little bit frustrated when I have to mix modes of transportation. But uh, talking to a colleague, it was Dietrich, and he was just like, "Look, like get on the plane. You can get some Wi-Fi. You can charge your phone. You can yeah. do some work. You can like cut shit up. You can like uh, get on a podcast or something." Like it's, and I was like, "This is just like the school bus going to school when we're kids." Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. except for like, there's no social. Right. right. I'm not gonna like joke around or give a wet willy to the dude next to me on right. the train. But like, you can do your homework. You can kind of get your mind ready for the day. Yeah. Man. We're missing out now. I know. We're missing we can out. do this as adults. Yeah. Let's People get, in big cities that take trains to work are basically riding the school buses of their child. Let's get a right? bus. The bus route would be interesting because yeah, it's pretty diverse. I mean, yeah, yeah very different areas. That'd be fun. Uh, my last one is a game we used to play in, I guess it started probably in fifth grade, um, moving through high school. And it's like the same group of friends that I had. And that was who got hot. And that is who changed their entire look yeah. during the summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. always somebody like a dude like shaves his head. Yeah. Or a dude like decided to pick up weights during the summer. Or yeah. some girl like got like highlights. Yeah. Or something like Some guy all of a sudden could grow a mustache. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, he grew six inches. Hey, right. look, we got right. a new power forward. Right. Right. Always somebody that completely changed. New year, new me when they go. I think a yeah. lot of people do, do it too. Like the, I think majority of people probably do it between high school and college. Yeah. But sometimes in high school, every yeah. year in high school or junior yeah. high, somebody had some kind of like change in their whole personality, body, face, hair, anything. Absolutely. It was, uh, who got hot? It's a great game to play. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to skip to college for my last one. All right. And this is my favorite probably. Like the first few days of college, yeah. you go in August, the first few days of college maybe is the greatest time period of your entire life. It is, yeah. Um, it's hot out. You know, there's so much to do. And, I mean, it's just amazing. You just walk into class, and it's not too stressful, and just moving into your new either apartment or dorm or whatever. Yeah, not, not much beats that in life. There isn't. There is not much that beats 
and it doesn't have to be just your freshman year. Yeah. But any, any year, year, the first couple of days, because it, yeah. it's a couple of things, like especially when you're going to college, if you went home during the summer, yeah. maybe you didn't stick around in town. Yeah. Or if you stuck around in town because so many people go home. Yeah. Right. It, first of all, you get to moving into a place, whether it's an apartment or a dorm, seeing what's changed about campus, yeah. the books, what classes are you in, asking oh. people about what it's like a yeah. concentrated version of everything that we've listed. Yes. Right. You still yeah. play like who got hot, what changed, yeah. uh, what did people do during the summer, who came back to school yeah. was kind of a big thing in college. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, I heard he's not coming back, man. Yeah. Like he he flunked out you last year. New buildings that you get to walk yeah. to, new paths you take, like the. The band practicing while you're walking the class. Yeah. Man, nothing beats this. How far was your, like your freshman year of college, how far was the walk from dorm to like well, campus or class? My freshman year out of Western Kentucky was very hilly. Yeah. I'd say 15, 20 minutes. But that was like, uh, it was uphill. Yeah. The whole camp. Yeah. The whole campus was uphill and um, th- nothing beats that walk. I would give anything to do that walk again. And that'd be like, I could do it now, but I would be a creep. Doing that, I right? That. I get that. Like, let's go try to live our old times. It's true. Get the backpacks out and walk through campus. I went to. <laughs> I went back to Eastern Kentucky University uh, earlier this year. I went. I went down there, and it was. It's. I thought about like, man, what if I did the walk? Like, what if yeah. I started at Keene Hall and walked to like yeah. my first couple classes? And I had to walk like across like a five lane road. Like it yeah. was such a pain. And yeah. then I, I switched dorms. I moved out like after two weeks. But man, those days. So much fun. Uh, there's a little nostalgia for you, Andrew Mount Rushmore. What's the worst things about going back to school? Um, number one, the traffic. Yeah. Number two, friends at different schools. So, like, in my neighborhood, some might go to a Catholic school. Some might go to one public school. Some might be homeschooled. And, like, and it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with um, – School might be closed one day, so yeah. like you might you might be at school and all your friends are off school. Like what what's going on with that? And so like friends at different schools, and you kind of lose that. Like you play with them all summer long, and all of a sudden you don't know them anymore. Yeah, that's kind of the worst thing for me. Yeah, uh, for me, worst things is like alarm clocks. Uh, getting back into like the discipline of a day. Yeah, kind that's of hard. Uh, I always remember like. I'd come home the first day or the second day from school and my mom would always be like, you're tired now because you haven't used your brain in like three months. And now you finally have to think and be places. Um, Friends that became new friends that people got during the summer. Yeah. Like your friend group kind of changed. Yeah. Your friend groups changed or something like that. Or people that didn't come back or moved. That was always kind of a downer. What about new students? Oh, that's a good one. Like, did you ever have like a, somebody moved into your neighborhood that came from Illinois or something? The new guy yeah. and didn't know anybody. Then by the end of the summer, like, like best friends with everybody. Well, that's like there's. <laughs> I tell you what. So like when you go to like so my high school, super small, graduated with sixty people. Yeah. And so putting in a new ingredient is huge. Yeah. Especially if that new ingredient isn't a complete weirdo. Yeah. Because you could come in as a weirdo and float under the radar. No one knows you're new or not. Right. If, like you're a, yes. a decent, attractive person coming in. Yeah. It's the biggest shakeup in the world. Right. There's only yes. five attractive people in the right. whole school. Right. Now we just got, we just increased it by 20%. What are we yes. doing? Completely you know? agree. Gosh, it was so big. And I used to like, I remember like days when attractive yeah. people started school. Yeah. I remember, like, going to my senior year, all of a sudden we had this Ford Exchange student. Like, oh, yeah, the Ford Exchange three buffed up German dude. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is this? I got to <laughs> compete against this. Right. I hope we don't play baseball. Yes. Well, that was another thing. You'd have somebody move, in, move into your neighborhood, like, oh, you're going to be on the basketball team? What are you, What kind of sports are you playing? Because that shook up the whole, yeah. the whole sports environment as well. 
I it's the same thing. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, I was like, right. "Who's this new kid? that's six seven. Right. I think he can dunk." And he wanted to be horrible. But like, what are we doing? Where's my spot? Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty good. We could do another hour on this. Yeah, it's just nostalgia road. Let's do it. Um, you know what? Let's wrap it up. Yeah. We're making this a quick one. Last year week, there was a lot of context. We had content. We had two videos. We had this. This week, no videos. 20-minute podcast. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for season two, episode 26 of the IntelliCast podcast. As always, you can reach us via email, IntelliCast at emi-rs.com. On Twitter, EMI underscore research. IntelliCast one on my own personal Twitter, Adam Jolly. Brian, anything you're looking forward to this weekend? Um, I have family coming into town this weekend. Oh, really? That's nice. I'll talk about that maybe the next podcast. Save it for group. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.